The only time I've really been exposed to that in uh, in in like in jujitsu, like like live instruction, is Danny Meyer. Me. It's not you. I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. And I'm Mike Callahan, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and a law enforcement officer. You know, I was reminded of one of my favorite quotes the other day from a great American, the late, great Jimmy Dugan. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. And I started to think about how much that quote applies to jiu-jitsu. So Jimmy Dugan, are we talking about a, a league of their own? Jimmy Dugan? Did you just, I'm call, we're calling him an American hero, a great American? Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert from a movie from 30 years ago, but Jimmy Dugan single-handedly ended World War II. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think you, you really caught the point of that movie, but, but yeah, jujitsu is really, really hard. And, and that's part of why we love it, but you know it's not hard? Deciding to upgrade your life and your jiu-jitsu closet by checking out Epic Roll. So jiu-jitsu is a lot easier when you look good. If you go to Epic Roll, I don't know if you're gonna be able to look as good as me, but maybe you look as good as Justin. Anything you guys need, they have for you over there. Gis, rash guards, shorts, shirts, joggers. You can check them out at epicrollbjj.com. And when you use the coupon code PODCAST15, you can get a 15% discount on your order. You can follow Epic Roll on the gram as well, at Epic Roll BJJ. And like Mike said, check out EpicRollBJJ.com and use the coupon code PODCAST15 to pick up everything you need for jiu-jitsu and make it a little bit easier. Now let's take a look at the difficult side of jiu-jitsu. Welcome to that jiu-jitsu podcast. I was thinking about this because A League of Their Own was on TV like it is every Evelyn. weekend. Evelyn, <laughs> Evelyn, you're still missing the cutoff, man. Now that's something I'd like you to work on before <laughs> next season. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. But yeah, I happened to turn it on as the commercial break was ending and Jimmy Dugan said the line about things being hard. And jujitsu is really, really hard. But I think the fact that it's hard and the fact that it's separates normal people from crazy people i think that is part of part of why we like it but there are some things about jujitsu that make it extra hard so i thought maybe we could look at some tonight it's funny that you say it separates us like normal people from crazy people because there's only like i think all combat sports like kind of have that moniker but when you think of it it's like grappling wrestling you know you get that kind of you're like people know what people know what wrestling is. People know what boxing is. People know like what those sports are. Some people know what MMA is, but like it's kind of like wrestling, but not really. Like that's one of the things that's on my list about things that are hard about jujitsu is trying to explain to your friends and family who don't train jujitsu what jujitsu is, jujitsu is, and have them not call it karate because jujitsu is not karate. Karate sucks. Don't at me, at Mike. Don't do that either. But yeah, trying to communicate to the civilian, I guess we can say, what you're doing three or four times a week when you're trying to murder your friends can be a little tough. Jiu-Jitsu is an unusual hobby to have, and it's normal to say like, oh, I play pickup basketball on the weekends, or oh, I play touch football on the weekends. Like People get that, but 
I kind of fight, but not really, but I wrestle, but not really. It can be difficult for people to understand. Do you think that part of why so many people quit as white belts is because they can't get the rest of their friends and family to understand what they're doing and they give them a hard time about it? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, like, uh, people take a lot of shit for jujitsu. You know, like the, the pajama wrestling or you're going to go roll around with guys, like shit like that. Like there's a lot of remarks that yeah that come your way. But um, I don't know. Maybe. Do you think more people quit jujitsu as white belts or as blue belts? Because now you got like the blue belt blues. and A lot of people get their blue belt and stop training. Do you think more people quit as white belts or as blue belts? Hmm. Probably white belts. Yeah, that, that's I, I what I was thinking. I think probably. So. Right. I, I mean, like, it, while it does, while it isn't uncommon for, like, the Blue Belt Blues and, like, people to, like, quit then, like, I just think that if we're looking at, like, all across the world, all the people who's who have ever taken a jiu-jitsu class, and, like, yeah, there's, I, I think that the number of of white belts who have quit are is, is far greater than the number of Blue Belts. You know, jiu-jitsu, it... Like we always say, everyone always says like jujitsu is for everyone and it can be for everyone, but some people just don't like it and some people don't click with it right away and some people don't enjoy trying to strangle their friends for fun. It's just not for their personality. So it can be hard if you're a brand new person coming in and you don't know what jujitsu is or what to expect and you're thrown right into here. This guy's going to try to strangle you. Don't let him. It's just not for everyone. I agree. I think, too, a lot of people who they want to use jujitsu for fitness because they're tired of just going to the gym and the treadmill and the Stairmaster. I think that it can be tough because jujitsu, you need to have at least one partner. You can only train jujitsu when there's a class happening and other people are training with you. Going to the gym and lifting weights or going to the gym and walking up the Stairmaster It's more convenient for most people in their lives. You can just go whenever you have the free time. Jiu-Jitsu doesn't afford that flexibility. I think, too, like to kind of elaborate on that a little bit, I think that there's there's a misconception um, that kind of surrounds Jiu-Jitsu and maybe the intensity isn't what people are looking for. So people who show up for just, you know, the fitness aspect of it and and maybe not to become proficient in Jiu-Jitsu are a little taken back by... Um, the intensity of it and what it actually entails. So um, maybe a little bit more difficult than they were expecting when they find out that, oh, we're actually going to like pretend to kill each other here. Right, right. And I think it's it works on the opposite side too, where people who think they're in really good shape, they think that they're super yeah. fit, they come in to train, and jujitsu is just a different level of cardio. It's just, and we're going to talk about the physical hard parts of jiu-jitsu in a few minutes but they they think like oh i'm i'm really good in, i'm really in shape i'm gonna be good at this and it hits them hard that this is a different level of being in shape and people don't want to be confronted with the fact that they're not as in shape as they thought they were especially if they've worked really hard to be in shape jiu-jitsu is just it's a different cardio it's just a different endurance it's a different monster and you see videos of it all the time of bodybuilders or strongmen coming in and and going up against average sized people and just getting fucking worked it's 
you know, the skill set that's involved, the the cardio that's needed to be very good at it. I actually was watching this video that Pedigo Submission Fighting put out on their YouTube page today, and it was just kind of like a clip into the um, into their next video. It's like coming soon, and it and it was Heath Pedigo talking at a at a camp that they're running. Um, and apparently these camps are like crazy intense. It's not like one of those like globetrotter camps where everybody just goes and like, you know, you hang out and you train and do, you know, and it's fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but these are like competition camps that he runs. And like somebody posted a, a, a picture on Instagram or something last week and people were fucking throwing up in the bathroom and they weren't prepared for it. But anyway... In this video, he's talking about how you need to be able, if you're going to be competitive, you need to be able to compete at like this high of a pace. And he was speaking to the pace that he was, he was pushing them at for like six or seven rounds. He's like, you need to be able to do this for seven rounds if you want to win a Pans or a World's title. Like, you need to have cardio that is off the charts, you know, and and cardio that's only, you know, matched in you know, in wrestling or in MMA, like you need that kind of cardio. It's not just because you can go out and run a marathon in X amount of time. It's not the same, you know, it's, it's a, it's a whole different monster. Speaking of marathons, I'm shooting for three hours, 30 minutes for the Disney marathon. That's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for. Okay. I'm sorry. I even mentioned the word marathon. I'm sorry. I actually, I train myself. I walk around and every time I say broken bone or marathon, I shock myself because I just. It's not working. It's not. Yeah. Another like mental hurdle is the consistent beatings that people get when they first start. Even if it's like, if you have somebody who's coming in off the street and and take take wrestlers out of the mix, right? So if you just have an average guy coming in off the street and he's a white belt, and then you have another white belt who's in there training for six months, that six months is it is an enormous, enormous advantage, you know? So even when you first start, like you're getting the shit kicked out of you by everybody. That's a big ego killer when you're coming in and you're brand new, you're, you're bottom of the food chain and you're going to get beat. Like... If you're side note, if you're walking into a school and you're a brand new white belt and they're just thrashing you on day one and all the upper belts are like whipping the shit out of you, you're probably not at a great school. But if you walk into a place, white belts who've been training for a few months are going to look as you at you as the brand new person is like, this is the guy I can beat, and they're going to come at you hard and that's how it's going to be. But to have to face the fact that I'm probably going to get tapped a lot in the beginning like I'm going to use the analogy a couple times tonight of other sports, but if it was like, Hey, I want to pick up playing basketball and you go to play basketball and it's like, Hey, you're going to lose every game for like six months to a year. That would be difficult to keep coming back and playing, even though it doesn't matter, even though it, it winning or losing doesn't matter. It can be tough, man. It's, it can be tough mentally. So I'm not surprised that people don't stick with it when they're getting beat consistently like that. The other thing too is like it's normally competition is is an accurate gauge of your progress, right? So it's like how are you progressing? So um, you know these new people have to focus on you know small victories, and what I mean by that is um, maybe 
improving their defense, improving their positioning before they're expecting to go in there and 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 start winning, start submitting people, and start winning rounds. Um, it 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 can it can be extremely difficult, and even like I've walked into places as as a brown belt. And I've been pushed to the brink by blue belts and purple belts. Like there's just different, like styles make matchups and, um, you know, it, it, once you, once you're not a white belt anymore, like you don't escape that. Like there's, you know, you're going to walk into gyms and aren't your home gym and you're going to get pushed to the brink sometimes and, and belts don't matter. I kind of touched on it. One of the biggest like memes almost in jujitsu is the blue belt blues and people get their blue belt and just kind of disappear and like old joke about, oh, if you want someone to stop training, give them their blue belt and they'll never see them again. I get it though. Like I understand because it can be hard. It can be difficult when, when you get promoted to blue belt, you went from being the best white belt because the worst white belt is literally a brand new person who knows nothing. You might be a white belt for a year and you can be the best white belt and you can win all these tournaments as white belt. When you go to blue belt, you could now be going against guys who've been blue belts for two, three years. So you could be a guy who's a blue belt and you've been training for one year and you go to the tournament and the guy you're competing against who's a blue belt has been competing in total for four years and you're right back to getting beat. So that up and down of belt promotions, the first time that happens to you when you get your blue belt, that can be really hard mentally too, where you're back to, I'm losing all these tournaments because guys are much better than me just because they have more time on the mat. So that aspect of blue belt blues, like I get it, I get it. Yeah, but compete at every belt level. That's just... That's that's just us. Compete at every belt level. As soon as you get your blue belt, start competing at blue belt. It's another way to gauge your progress. It's another way to see how good you're getting, right? Because you 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 can consistently gauge your progress by by competing. So, it's a it's a public service announcement from your favorite jujitsu podcast. <laughs> I think that a lot of people, when you get to blue belt, you start to realize. You start to know the things you don't know and you can start to see how much longer the journey is and that blue belt isn't the end. And I think a lot of people, once they get to blue belt, realize, okay, I've made my beginner gains. I've gotten as good as I can get with the amount of time I'm putting on the mat. But now if I want to accelerate my game and I want to get better, I need even more of a time commitment. And people don't always have that time to commit. So I think it goes in a lot of people's heads. People think like if I can't commit more to get that much better, I'm just not going to go at all. And I I think they've not told me, but I think that people I know who have quit at Blue Belt, that that has played a factor in it. Right. I agree. Once you get to Blue Belt, you also have probably had a jujitsu injury because the injury rate in jujitsu is 100%. You're going to have an injury in jiu-jitsu and that obviously is going to deter a lot of people from training. Yeah, there's no way around it. Even if you're doing it as just a hobby, um, even if you're in your mind doing it at a, at a lower intensity, if you're not on some type of comp team, if you're not, you know, if your training's not geared towards competitions, it doesn't matter. You're going to get hurt. 
you're going to get hurt. It, there's no, like Justin said, there is no way around it. Yeah, and you're not going. I'm not saying everyone's going to get like a devastating injury, but you're going to get bumps and bruises and scrapes, and you're going to jam a finger and pull a finger, and you're going to have sore joints, and like it, it just comes with the territory. And jujitsu is really physically demanding and physically hard. If you want to be good at jujitsu. You have to have a certain level of athleticism. You have to have really good cardio. You have to have good muscular endurance. You have to have good strength. You have to be explosive. Those are all physically demanding things that takes its toll on you. And it can be very difficult to show up day after day after day knowing the physical exertion you're going to have to put out to do jujitsu at a high level. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I can't think of any other hobby or anything that people do just for fun that is as physically demanding. If you want to play other sports and you want to do other things, like we talked about it a few minutes ago, people who are in really good shape, jujitsu pushes their cardio to the max. Like no matter what sport you do, when you come in and do jujitsu, it's going to take its toll on you. And I can't think of any other sport that an average Joe signs up to do for fun that is that demanding i've played a lot of sports in my life and i've never had i've never had cardio issues or cardio difficulties until i started doing jujitsu so when you add in all sports need strength all sports need speed all sports need explosive athleticism when you add in how draining jujitsu is it's just it's head and shoulders above every other sport. It's a lot. It's a lot. It it takes its toll on 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 you. It takes its toll on you physically, mentally. It's it's a lot. We're crazy for training it, but and the the mental aspect I think is is a little bit is overlooked sometimes. And what I mean by that is everybody everybody kind of has a game, and you know when you're playing your game one way or the other. Um, and people start to figure it out. It's we we've you know it's this is nothing new. It's like jujitsu, like a chess match. So it's consistently trying to find new new and innovative techniques to counter the techniques that people are trying to find to counter your original techniques. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's like a perpetual cycle. Um, and it's a lot. Like, I mean, it is a lot to take in. If you watch some of these docu- – not documentaries. If you watch some of these instructionals that are put out on um, on BJJ Fanatics or even um, Jiu-Jitsu – what is that? Jiu-Jitsu X, that library that they – Yeah. They, some of these instructors, the way that their minds work, it's crazy. And we're – you know, we're no – we're not dummies. But like some – the way that, that – these guys the, that their brains work is just incredible like how they are able to to think so far ahead the only time i've really been exposed to that in uh in in like in jujitsu like like live instruction is danny Meyer. it's not you and um like it's just everything is so detailed and and there's an explanation that goes you know he could just he can pick apart your game like down to the it's crazy. It's crazy to see people like that work it, it, and, and to see them train and to see them just to hear them talk about jujitsu. It's just, it's, it, they're on another level, you know? So, but for normal people, 
and I, you know, like just from like for hobbyists or, or, or you know, people who aren't training to win world championships, like it, it could be, it could be draining. It could be a, a draining task mentally to try and, you know, just process all these techniques and these concepts and, and everything. Yeah. I mean, once you get past the point of you're just trying to learn the fundamentals or fundies, as we like to call them, you're, you are playing a chess game and you're thinking the entire time, all right, if I do this, he's going to do that. So I'm going to do this. So he does that. So I can do this other thing off of him doing that. And you're thinking a move ahead, 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 a counter to his counter to your counter. And you're thinking of all these things while your heart rate is maxed out and the other guy is also trying to kill you. <laughs> like it's a very high stress environment. Like it's not an easy thing to do. It's very high stress. And I love that puzzle. I love that I know if I do this, he's going to do that. How can I still beat him? Or he wants me to do this, so I'm going to do this instead, but he's going to maybe try to do this after that. That's a lot of fun to me. But it can be very stressful, and there's times when in a role, there's nothing else in the world that is happening around me because I'm solely focused on every detail that's happening and playing out in front of me. That's a lot of fun, but that is a lot of hard work. It's not for everybody. Right. And it's also stressful because jujitsu will put you into uncomfortable positions. Like we're just so used to it now because it's been our life for so long. But for a normal person walking off the street, like it's not normal to have a trained killer mount you and be calm there. Like that's normal for us to do it all the time. You get mounted by guys who know how to kill you and are much bigger and stronger than you. Allow me to mount you. But to stay calm, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, I really like the truck. It's a very stressful position to be put in, which is why I like it, which is why I like putting people there. But if you really think about what's happening in the course of a jiu-jitsu match, like, it's a stressful fucking environment. Like, another thing to to talk about, too, is I, I guess you would call it a learning curve, but the amount of knowledge that is available in the jiu-jitsu universe is it's endless right it's so vast like you can't i don't even know if you can i don't even know if you can quantify the amount of techniques because it's always evolving something new is always coming out i don't know um any other sport like that and because of that when you're starting off, it could be so overwhelming because here you are like learning the bare basics and you have a, you have like a universe of techniques and you're not even, you're, you're, you're not even scratching the surface. So it could be, it's a daunting task. It's, and, and, I, and I'm sure it's extremely overwhelming. I remember it was for me. Yeah, when you look ahead and start to realize how much you don't know and how much there still is to learn, knowing that it might take you a decade to get good and it might take you two decades to get really good. It's a steep, long learning curve and 
it's not like that in a lot of other sports because if you're a hobbyist in any other sport, you're going to get to a point where you're as good as you are and you just have fun doing it. But with jujitsu, there's always more to learn and there's more to learn about the things you already know. You just learn more details and better ways of doing things. So it's hard to wrap your head around. Oh man, this is like a lot more for me to do. And another thing that is hard about jujitsu, which is the hardest thing for me right now in jujitsu, it takes your time. It literally takes time to train. And if you get to be like us, where I think it's safe to say we're addicted to jujitsu and that epic role addicted rash guard is uh, accurate. I mean, we made a fucking podcast to talk more about jujitsu than we already did on top of training jujitsu. Mm-hmm. If I could, I would train jujitsu every single day of the week for two hours a day. More than that. Well, I wanted to be slightly uh, conservative with my time. If but, if I if I could train if I had if I won the lottery, if I won the lottery, I would train jujitsu two times a day, and in the middle I would probably. I mean, like I watch jujitsu videos every single day. If I'm not training and I haven't been training for a while because Brian White hurt my back back in June, so I've been tied up since June because Brian White hurt my back. Um, you know, Brian White hurts everybody, but he hurt my back. It was June 1st. So we're coming up on three months. I think I've trained three or four times in, in that time period. My back is finally getting better. Um, but I've watched jujitsu videos every single day. I, I don't even know for how, for like it adds up to be hours. Cause that's all I watch. If you can't do something in practice, like there's no reason that you can't sharpen yourself or, you know, up your game in theory, you know, by, by, you know, watching these videos, there's, there's just so much shit available. It's crazy. But if I won the lottery, I would train probably two times a day and I would probably watch four hours of videos in between five hours, six hours, seven hours. I would do jujitsu all day, every day. And Justin would not be as good as me because he would only be doing jujitsu two hours a day. <laughs> I don't think I, no matter how much you train, I don't have to worry about being as good as you. But I'm, the, if right. you're addicted to jujitsu, if you love jujitsu, it will take your time. It will cause you stress when you can't train and you can't make enough time in the day when you have two kids that don't want to go to sleep and you have to push back the recording of your podcast because they won't go to bed. If you weren't recording your podcast because you didn't love jujitsu, you wouldn't have that stress in your life. So jujitsu will take your time. Jujitsu is hard. Uh, it will get easier in some ways, but it will always be hard in other ways. And I'm okay with that. I'm like, I'm here too. Obviously, I'm okay with it too. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. As always, we put the links to our social media accounts below. If you want to follow us individually or if you want to follow the show, give the links a click and check them out. We also put the link below to our YouTube page. And if you go there, you're going to find a ton of content. We've been putting out technique breakdowns, breaking news analysis, match highlights, YouTube shorts, just a ton of content coming your way. So check it out. Don't forget to check out Epic Roll and get 15% off at EpicRollBJJ.com with the coupon code PODCAST15. Give them a follow on Instagram as well, at EpicRollBJJ. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. It really helps us out. And if you're in the mood to help us out, why not tell your friends to listen as well? Say thanks, Jimmy Dugan. So, funny fact, his name in real life is actually Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Dugan's just a movie character that's based loosely off of Jimmy Fox. Thank you, Jimmy Fox. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. It's good advice. (laughs) We're full of good advice tonight. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.